Hey guys, welcome to the spliff. I'm switching things up. I'm trying to record during the day right now. My elephant neighbor just left. This is my third time trying to record. Cross your fingers that we get it done. Uh, it was brought to my attention that I had yet to formally introduce myself, so let me begin that way. My name is Bo, and I'm here to be the change that I want to see, uh, basically. I have a dream to see cannabis in every medicine cabinet, in every first aid kit, in every OR and ER, to see it be used as a medicinal first response instead of a, a last resort like it is being used right now. It's just so ironic to me and, and tragically so. Um, and so that's what I'm here to do, to kind of share with you what I know about how to use cannabis and, and the way that other people are using it and uh, all, what all of your options are and, and to kind of keep you updated with some of the things that are, are going on out there. There's a lot of great podcasts for uh, the industry and for politics. Marijuana Today is one of my favorite ones. I just listened to their women in uh, cannabis industry and uh, I, I love things like that. I'm like, yes, yes, feminist, woo. And uh, I think that they're really intelligent and insightful they tend to lean more towards politics and the industry as that's changing, whereas I kind of want to focus more on how to actually use the plant. Cannabis is a great thing for me because it really holds my attention in a way that very few things do. I love divvying up my interest into things that are just way too much to pile onto one plate. You know, I love science and I love history and I love English and and so many different things. And I feel like cannabis gets to include all of those things together. Uh, I was going to college for a history degree and I loved history. My focus was antiquities. And so cannabis has such a rich history. That's just one example of the things that attract me to it. And as I've said before, we will get to a history episode. I'm going to pre-record that and probably use it when I can't put out something on a weekly basis. So it might be a little while, but we will be getting to it. My focus in antiquities gave me a lot of good little trivia bits. One of the things that I loved learning was about the Athenian ideal of individuality and how unique it was and how dedicated they were to it. One of the uh, things that they held true to was there was an inscription at their temple of Apollo at Delphi that said, and I'm probably going to fuck this up, but which means know thyself. That part I know for sure. And, uh, and I just loved it. I love that self-awareness and that dedication to it. And it's, it's been a, a, one of the greatest compliments in my life to have been told by one of my foster mothers that uh, I know myself better than anyone she's ever known. And she's known a lot of fucking people. Uh, it kind of took me back, but it's that kind of dedication to knowing myself that I really like to hold on to. And I share that with you because cannabis is a journey of self-awareness. One of the things that cannabis does is magnify our own self-awareness. And before you go and experiment with cannabis, you really need to be open-minded to, to venturing on that journey. I love that motto so much, the, the Greek motto that I actually had it tattooed on my neck, and I get asked on numerous occasions what it means. One lady in particular always stuck out to me. Uh, 
she was in line behind me and she asked and I told her and the look on her face went from curious to terrified and like nothing flat. And I did not expect that response. <laughs> I mean, who expects somebody to be terrified about knowing themselves? And I mean, you have to know yourself by definition, you are yourself. And I understand that's not the way it really works, but it was just really funny to me. And I didn't really know what to say when she, she replied, isn't, isn't that terrifying? And I was life's greatest journey I that's what we're here for right and uh and I just I love telling that story to people it amused me a lot but I gotta say as I've moved forward with this podcast and the the identity crisis that goes with it and the lack of confidence and while I know someone that's still just the depression some of it's still just being human too and moving forward despite all the things that uh we're painfully aware of that tell us not to. Um, so I got to give props to that lady. She she knew a little bit more than, than I did at the time. Maybe I just hadn't pushed myself hard enough. And she had. So props to you, lady. Uh, and it, if you aren't totally ready to move into this journey, too, there are options for you. There are so many options that you can look at that aren't going to get you high. And I'm going to take a podcast to break as many of them down as I can. And, and we'll go back over them with your questions as needed, of course. Uh, just to give you a quick list, some of the methods that are available to you are the traditional smoking, uh, the joint that is so popular in culture. There's also vaporizing, though, if you don't want to or if you can't have the tar uh, as part of your regiment uh, for health reasons or health concerns. Uh, there are edibles. Brownies are always a popular one, but there are so many more options than that. Uh, and really what you're looking at in edibles is an intestinal absorption. So that will and won't work for certain things depending on, on what you're aiming for. If maybe you have intestinal issues, that might not be the best route because of all the breakdown that's going to go through. But then again, it might be the target of what you need. It's all kind of a crapshoot of experimentation, and that's where the self-awareness comes in. Uh, you also have tinctures that are available to you, glycerin tinctures, alcohol tinctures, sesame seed oil tinctures, and many, many others. There's sublingual application where you utilize under the tongue, the mucous membranes under the tongue and around the cheeks. Uh, you can do that with lozenges or with tinctures. There's also suppository use. That's right. Up the bum, you can make your own suppositories with coconut oil. I think there might be some retail options, but I'm not entirely sure about that and how widespread their access is. And then there's topically, which is completely non-psychoactive, safe for everybody, and exactly why I want to see it in every single medicine cabinet. Uh, we're going to, I did discuss that one a little bit in the first podcast, but I definitely want to break that one down more for everybody, give you some more of the science and give you some more tips and tricks about how to use it. So I'm going to begin with the most ubiquitously available option, which is smoking. Most people have access to the buds and they have access to papers or an apple or a pipe or something that they can use to make it smoke up and inhale it with. So we're going to focus on that one first. But a lot of people have 
a lot of anxiety about moving forward with it. And I can absolutely guarantee you the more anxiety you start with, the more anxiety is going to be thrown back at you. Even if you get the best weed, even if you tailor it down, if you start with anxiety, you're going to work yourself up into a big old ball of it. So make sure you go into this with a really mellow vibe, a really happy vibe, a place where you let yourself know that you are doing this for your health and really stick with that, really commit to that and and be open to feeling out of control. However, if you are somebody who really, 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 really does not do well, letting go of control, I know way too many of you. Uh, and, and it's a valid thing. I don't know your perspective. I've lived in such a state of disarray and lack of control that not being, being a little altered is kind of normal for me. So I can understand that that's not for everybody. For you, I suggest that you start with a CBD rich strain. If you have access to one, if you're in a medical state and have access to something that can come to you via delivery, uh, like I got earlier today, it's awesome. Or if uh, you have something close by that you can drive to. I know that there are places that are online and have uh, the CBD products. We're not talking about topicals and things like that right now. I have very strong opinions on those, which we will get to at another time. Um, but just when it comes to smoking, CBD rich is going to be your best option for not being anxious. And that's because CBD doesn't get you high in the traditional sense. CBD acts as an antagonist to the THC can actually lower your receptibility to THC. Uh, In other words, it can actually make you not high if you get too high. Sometimes I like to smoke CBD before I smoke THC in order to mellow out my high. And like if I if I really want to smoke and I want to feel that pop of being high, but I know I have work to do, I'll smoke some CBD first and then I'll smoke a little bit of sativa. So I get a little bit of that head change, but I, I maintain my focus. CBD still reacts differently with everybody. I know some people who get really energized by it apparently. And I know other people who have a very calm sense of peacefulness about them Uh, and other people it makes them sleep that's because our bodies are designed when they want to heal and that's what cannabis does it taps into our endocannabinoid system and signals that it's time for us to start healing and some people are very responsive to that call to go to sleep when that happens so if you're just beginning to experiment even if you have cbd rich maybe make time for a nap or make time to color and be creative and get something done or just make some time to sit and reflect on how this experience is for you. Don't try and uh, smoke weed for the first time and then go and do something, you know, go to a family reunion or, or something that that takes the attention away from you. Uh, But let it be something that, if you do want to be social about it, is a small get-together with friends and is comfortable. Going back to the CBD-rich, CBD-rich to me means more than 1% CBD. And there are a lot of strains that'll test as having uh, from 0.5% up through just 0.9% CBD. And there are different reasons for that. I don't consider that CBD-rich, though. Um, 
if I really want to get technical about it, CBD rich should be more CBD than THC or equal parts or somewhere near there, you know, like really more than 3%. You would have to have at least more than 3% CBD tested for me to consider it CBD rich. But then it can also come in any variation with THC. It can come with almost virtually no THC. That would be less than 1% in the 0.5% range, almost classified as uh, hemp, uh, but not quite. And then there are equal parts THC to CBD. Maybe you have 6% CBD and 6% THC. You could have more THC. You could have 12% THC and 4% CBD. I would still consider that a CBD rich strain depending on what you are trying to medicate for. Maybe you don't want a lot of CBD interacting with your muscle relaxing effects of the THC. You just need a little something for inflammation and possibly clear headedness. That would be a great ratio for you to work with. Uh, it's all about discovering what's right for you. However, more CBD, less THC for those who are looking to maintain a better sense of control is the way to go. Even if you have CBD, it isn't completely non-psychoactive because there are terpenes and you are still going to respond to those terpenes. So the terpenes might make you more energetic or they might make you sleepier depending on where you get the strain from. The dispensary should be able to tell you if it's indica or sativa leaning. Uh, not every place will though. So happy adventuring. All right, so we're going to start slowly and in a good headspace. We're going to do some breathing exercises beforehand. If you are someone who wants to maximize the dollar of their cannabis or who wants to do this ritualistically and as openly as possible or who just wants to uh, to maybe get a little bit higher than they usually do to, to switch it up a bit, Breathing exercises are a great way to expand the lung tissue, to expose those alveoli when you introduce the cannabis and make sure that you get as much absorption as possible. Now, when it comes to actually inhaling, there's an old wives tale that you're supposed to hold it in and that's gonna get you higher, but really you're just depriving yourself of oxygen. There's what's called the three second weed rule, which is to take small, shallow tokes or pools and everything's going to be absorbed pretty instantaneously. So it's about stretching the lung tissue as wide as you can and allowing for maximum absorption. It's kind of like if you are going to have to hold your breath. It isn't about taking a really big, deep breath and then holding it. It's about priming the blood and oxygenating it fully and then taking that deep breath. But you don't have to hold it, hold it. That's just so that you don't try and breathe again, right? Really, you've already absorbed all the oxygen and cannabis works the same way. Some people will just like to hold it because they like the feel of it. And I totally get that. I take way bigger hits than I need to because I just enjoy doing it. But if you're just looking to start slow, start slow and take small, quick tokes and know that you're doing it absolutely perfectly. So maybe you're a total newbie and you've never smoked before in your life and you're, you're trying to take quick, small tokes and you're still not really feeling anything. Well, not inhaling is a really common problem for plenty of people. Uh, like I said on the last time, make sure that you are inhaling. 
there are ways to force yourself to inhale. If you want to get utensils to use, you can use a bong. If you're smoking out of a joint, you can uh, do power hits, which are when you hold it in between your fingers. Or if you're smoking out of a chillum, it's the same principle. Uh, you hold it between your fingers and you create a vacuum to, to suck the air in and, and force it into your lungs. Uh, you'll probably cough that way. If you're new at this, there's a really good chance that you're going to cough no matter what, just because there's that bronchodilation effect of the cannabis. So play around with it and make sure that you're inhaling first. All right. You should feel it in your lungs. You're going to feel it from the heat, if nothing else. What if you know you're inhaling and you're still not getting high? Maybe you've been doing this for a while and a lot of the things that I'm saying right now have absolutely no application to you, but... You know, you've been smoking weed for years and it just doesn't hit you the same way it used to. Well, my suggestion to you is that you switch it up. If you normally smoke indicas, try a sativa dominant strain uh, hybrid. If anxiety is an issue for you, don't go full sativa. But I know plenty of people who normally use indicas and have found great sativas for daytime use that make them feel high and don't set them down. Uh, sometimes when you're using the same thing, it starts to exaggerate it. It's its effects. And if you use indicas a lot, you might find yourself depressed. So throwing in a sativa not only counters those, those effects, but actually can get you feeling high too, instead of just stoned. Uh, There's a big difference in those feelings to me, the difference between high and stoned. Making fun time salads is a great way to also kind of trick the system into not knowing which way to go, you just mix a bunch of weeds together. If you have anxiety problems, maybe smoking straight sativa isn't a good suggestion for you, but maybe taking a little bit of sativa and adding it into your normal indica routine could give you just the right bit of pop. It kind of keeps the system, when you introduce a bunch of different terpenes, it kind of keeps the system from knowing exactly where to go. A really stable cannabis strain has really solid specific side effects and when you start mixing with those your body responds in very much the same way a mixed up feeling so that's a good suggestion for you i hope if you're looking for ways to smoke there are lots of different ways there are pipes i suggest glass pipes that are known as spoons technically uh, the glass blowing explosion just had tremendous effects on cannabis and vice versa i love it there's so many available art pieces out there. You can get a bong. That's going to be a much bigger toke and isn't going to be for everybody, but it does force the cannabis into your lungs if you're having a hard time smoking off of a joint or a pipe. Uh, There are chillums and steam rollers. You can make your own with a metal bowl or some aluminum foil. You can make a bowl or bong out of anything. Fruits, apples are a really big one. Make sure that you have a way to introduce oxygen. You need that carb, the carburetor, introducing oxygen once again. Um, remember that you need three things to make to make this work. The fire, you need the fuel, the heat, and you need oxygen. All right, some people like to grind up their material. That's a good way to do it and to make sure that you're exposing surface area to maximum heat and allowing for oxygen. That makes it a little harsh for me. So if I'm not smoking a joint or out of a little cigarette style sneak a toke, I don't usually grind my material. I like it whole. (laughs) And then there's the ever popular joints and rollies or blunts. If you don't know how to roll, I definitely suggest you learn how to roll. 
It's so worth it. When I first started smoking, it took me years to even get a roller because I was so like, oh my God, I'm such a girl. Like I don't roll. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then somebody, because I wanted to smoke joints and I was having a hard time learning how to roll. I tried the dollar bill trick. There's lots of YouTube videos uh, and places on the internet. Go explore, find tricks that work for you. I'm going to hook you up with one in the safety meeting later though, if you need it. Uh, But definitely learn how to roll it. Get a roller. When you buy the roller, they can show you how to use it. Uh, There are plenty of places, you know, mom and pop shops that you can go to that might be a little bit more hands-on and a little bit more comfortable for you to learn in if you want. And once you get it down, it is pretty easy. I learned how to roll with the roller and I rolled that way for years. I started making paper crutches. Uh, That's uh, any kind of like hard paper or cardboard that you use as a filter device or at the end of the joint in order to be able to hold it more easily or to prevent the, the leaf material from blowing into or from sucking, being sucked into your mouth. Uh, you know, it's a crutch for people who, who can't just smoke a rolly for people like me who are snobs. I'm okay with that. And uh, you can, you can, but you can use a roller with crutches. When I got a job at the dispensary though, I was like, all right, it can't be a ball and not know how to roll. So I actually sat down and I swear to God, it took me like three attempts. And now I can roll a joint anywhere, anytime, any paper. I rolled with those gold papers. That was awesome. They are really hard to roll. You got to be on point with that stuff, but they smoke super smooth. It was Bala. Um, and then, so this is going to lead me into the safety meeting. Uh, let's see here. If you like to roll joints, or if you want to learn how to roll joints, or just want to switch up your game a bit, my suggestion for you is to get some Actitubes. That is A-C-T-I-T-U-B-E. They're also called tunes. Sometimes they will have a pot leaf on the box. Sometimes they have a shamrock on the box. They're going through some brand change-ups right now, I think in order to facilitate international shipments. They just started selling them on Amazon. I'm super excited. Previously, you could only get them through Grass City in any sort of like reasonable fashion. And they ended up being like a buck fifty a piece after international shipping, depending on how much you bought. So they were kind of expensive, but they're reusable activated charcoal filters. And unlike the glass filter tips that you can also buy for joints that help facilitate rolling and things like that, they have a ceramic tip on one end, they're filled with charcoal, and then they have a plastic tip on the other. So there's no leaf material coming through whatsoever. They're perfect filters and they're reusable as long as you keep the ceramic tip next to the heat source it's not going to burn. And then I like to pull the filter away a little bit from the heat source as it gets closer down. And that prevents the paper around the ceramic tip from burning, but you can totally put them in the paper and they act like a roller within the paper itself. So if you've used a roller before, it kind of gives you that cylindrical shape and that ease of pushing the paper around into a cylinder shape. And these do that from the inside. It's, I've never, I gave all my rollers away. I was like, I don't need these anymore. Um, 
They're multi-use, so you roll your joint with it at the end. You smoke your joint. You make sure you pull it out a little bit so it doesn't get charred around the outside. The ceramic tip is fantastic. When you're done, you throw it in a container, seal it off. It doesn't even have to be that great of a container. I just use old weed containers. And because it's activated charcoal, it reabsorbs the odors and it takes away all that, that weedy smell. I love it. A pack of 100 lasts me, I want to say, and this is with me giving them away too, but I want to say about two years, about two years. And I like to roll joints on a pretty regular occasion. I roll at least, I'd say two dozen joints a month, especially for traveling. If I'm traveling, the more I travel, the more joints I roll because they're easy to use that way. So that's my, my little safety meeting. Oh, let's smoke some bowl real quick. I'll edit it out. Interesting. I got some tangerine in the delivery. It's not super great. It's kind of dry. It's an issue. I should have used a bow to pack like I told them to last time. All right, you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. Next time, we're going to talk about vaporization. We'll have a whole podcast about that. Don't forget, you can always hit me up with your questions at 209-867-7543. That's 209-86-SPLIFF. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Spliff Podcast. And you can also email me uh, the Podcast at gmail.com. That's it for now. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm.